0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at David's most famous psalm celebrating his relationship with the Lord as his shepherd. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Today, we look at the 23rd Psalm. Now, why is this loved
0: by so many? Why is it read so often at funerals? As a shepherd boy, David had a special relationship with his father's sheep. When he became shepherd of Israel, he brought his experience to the throne. He saw that as he had been a shepherd, so the Lord had been his shepherd. Perhaps so many people relate to this psalm because we instinctively know that we are sheep and we need a shepherd. This psalm is a masterpiece, showing that David was a poetic artist. I would heartily recommend the book A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller, I inherited this book from my grandmother, and it is written by an actual shepherd, so it gives you a much deeper insight than I'm able to share with you today. We don't know when David wrote this psalm, but most commentators believe it was toward the end of his life, as he reflected on his life as a shepherd with the mature experience of being king of Israel. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We are first introduced to David as he was watching his father's sheep. The pastoral setting and hours sitting while the sheep grazed gave him opportunity to play his harp and write songs. It also taught him the way of sheep and predators. He knew that sheep, left to themselves, are defenseless creatures and will quickly wander into trouble. They need a shepherd. But David also understood that the Lord, Yahweh, was a shepherd to him. He opens this psalm with, The Lord is my shepherd. I believe the emphasis should be placed on the word my. God was David's personal shepherd. It spoke of the deep, loving, abiding relationship David had with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that God was pleased to call David one of his sheep. The name Yahweh is related to the verb to be. The Lord becomes to us whatever it is that we need. Therefore, if the Lord is our shepherd, we shall lack no good thing. He is Yahweh Yireh, or as many pronounce it, Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord who provides. As David provided everything his sheep needed to survive, so God met all of David's needs. And because Christ is our good shepherd, he will meet all of our needs as we trust in him. He wants to be our provider, the one we trust in to supply all our needs. Imagine lying down in the grass on a summer's day. It speaks of contented rest. For a sheep to lie down in green pastures meant that he was well-fed and felt safe. Our shepherd knows we need times of rest, so the Sabbath was made for man. And God gives us other times of rest as well. Sheep won't drink from swift running water. A shepherd would often dam up a stream to create a pool where the sheep would feel safe to drink. We need the living water that Christ alone can give. Jesus told the Samaritan woman, coming to draw water from the well, whoever drinks this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst again. The living water Christ gives to us is the Holy Spirit. He is a quiet, gentle, and peaceful spirit who leads us and doesn't drive us. Next, David says, he restores my soul. So how would the shepherd restore the soul of his sheep? If they were agitated or afraid, he would comfort them and settle them down. If they had wandered away, he would restore them to the flock. Likewise, our shepherd restores our soul with his peace when we are agitated or afraid, and he restores us to his care when we have wandered away. In fact, he leaves the ninety-nine other sheep with somebody else to pursue us and restore us to the fold. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. As a shepherd, David had led his sheep on right paths, away from predators to green pastures and still waters. Likewise, he understood that God led him in paths of righteousness— When we get to Psalm 25, we will see that David's cry is, Show me your way. He said in Psalm 5, Lead me in your righteousness. Now, the Lord led David in right paths for his namesake. God cares about his reputation, and he cares about how we represent him to other believers and to the world. When we misrepresent him, he will lead us back to the right path so that we don't offend others or cause them to turn away from God. God doesn't want us misrepresenting him so that others look at us and say, if that's a Christian, I don't want any part of Christ or the church. Verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is likely the reason Psalm 23 is so popular at funerals. We need comfort when we are bereaved. We need to know that God is with us and with those who have passed from this life. We all walk through this dark valley whether we lose someone close to us or when we go the way of the earth ourselves. There is a natural fear of death, but the believer has the promise of God that he won't be alone. The believer in Christ is assured that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, some have pointed out that the valley of the shadow of death indicates a light source. You can't have a shadow unless light is shining somewhere. The light is God himself. For the believer, death is merely a shadow, something we pass through temporarily. It's not a destination. The unbeliever does not have this comfort, but is staring down a bottomless pit of everlasting darkness. Voltaire was a well-known French atheist whose favorite saying concerning Christ was, Crush the wretch. As he died, he screamed, More light! More light! More light! His nurse came out of the room, white and shaken, and vowed never again to attend the death of an atheist. Now contrast that with my mother who died with a smile on her face and a countenance filled with such peace that even the hospice workers were amazed and commented to us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The shepherd's tools are a rod and staff. The rod is relatively short and is a club-like device. The staff is long and has a crook at the top. The shepherd uses the rod against predators, but also to prod the sheep when they get out of line or when he wants them to go into the sheep pen. Sometimes a sheep will be stubborn and resistant to the prod of the rod. Then the shepherd will use the staff and hook the crook around the sheep's neck, forcing it to go where it doesn't want to go. It is interesting that David said the Lord's rod and staff were a comfort to him because although they could be used to guide, they could also be used to discipline. The truth is that the Lord's guidance and even discipline are a comfort to us if we truly have made him our shepherd. Jesus is pleased to gently guide us But he also said, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. We need both guidance and discipline. And when the Lord brings it, that proves that he loves us. When we come to him, he accepts us right where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us where we are. He guides us on the narrow path leading to eternal life, and that should make us content. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, some say that David changes the metaphor from shepherd to host. But I like what Philip Keller says about this in his book. The shepherd leads his sheep to a grazing table in the hills where the sheep are safe from predators, for the shepherd is protecting them. It's a mountain table, not a dining room table. The beautiful imagery here is that God feeds us at the same time he is protecting us. His sheep safely graze before their enemies. Yes, the godly man will have enemies. Why? Because Jesus had enemies. He said, "'Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. If you are living for Christ, the world will hate the Christ Spirit living in you.'" But do not fear, for God will protect you. He will be your defense. He will feed and bless you, even in the presence of your enemies, until he takes you home. And then he will prepare the ultimate table for you. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The shepherd would anoint the head of the sheep with oil to protect them from parasites and nasty flies. For us, the anointing oil speaks of the Holy Spirit. How we need the Holy Spirit to overcome sin and do the will of God? My old commentaries refer to the Spirit's anointing as the unction. So we could say that we need the unction to function. But we could also say that this anointing repels the nasty flies of the devil's lies. David then said, my cup runs over. Now his cup was not only filled, it was an overflowing cup. So God fills us with his love, joy, and peace, the fruit of the spirit that not only fills us with contentment, but also overflows to others. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love what Charles Spurgeon says about this verse, goodness And mercy follow him always, all the days of his life, the black days as well as the bright days, the days of fasting as well as the days of feasting, the dreary days of winter as well as the bright days of summer. Goodness supplies our needs and mercy blots out our sins. (laughs) How We need that comfort for such days as these. David ends this psalm, saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What does that mean? Well, because David was not a priest, he could not go into the holy place of the tabernacle. Therefore, he must have been speaking figuratively. Everywhere was the Lord's house for David, for he was constantly abiding in the Lord's presence. This is how our good shepherd wants it to be. He said that where two or three gather in his name, then he is there in our midst. He said that he is with us always, even to the end of the age. Therefore, if we trust in him, we are dwelling in his house now, and when he takes us to heaven, we will simply move to a higher floor. David has no sweeter psalm than this. May we each draw near to Christ as our good shepherd and find never-ending supplies, comfort, and security from his
1: gracious hand. please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 24, where David speaks of the requirements and blessings of ascending the Lord's hill. As the everlasting doors are lifted up, the King of glory shall come in. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.